hand. Gasab? Uh, do, do you want to hear my impression of the, the Babadook's dance choreographer? Sure. Okay. Uh, so, hey, hey, Babadook. Uh, so, basically, you're going to stand in the back, right? And then we're going to go like five, six, seven, eight. And then you're just going to float forward with your arms a little bit out. Okay. And then you're going to stop right next to the fridge. And then you're going to, you're going to give it a four count and then you're going to do jazz hands. And that's the entire dance. Uh, that's how you do the Babadook dance. That's how you do the Babadook <laughs> dance. That's how you do the Babadook dance. Dance, dance. One more time. It's a shuffle to the front. Jazz hands off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You're doing, you're doing that to rock around the block. And I was. was. Wild. Uh, everyone outside and in between. Welcome, welcome back. back. Ooh, that was perfect on my end. Oh, it was very off on my end. Ah, uh, well, hey. We'll see how it is on the recording. Doo-doo-doo. How are you, Sam? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yesterday was good. Uh, Friday was good. Today is long, but so far good. How was Saturday? <laughs> Saturday was good. Uh, I watched like four movies and a live stream, and I did some exercise. And that was a good time. Friday, me and my roommates uh, played some board games in the evening. That was fun. Overall, fun fun times. Fun times were had the past few days. Uh, what about you, Andrew? How you doing? Uh, I'm good. Good. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long long week. Uh, but you know. Hold hold it in there. Hold it up. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. You got what? Another uh like nine days of like super stress and then and then who knows? Then who knows? Then depressed either way. What I'll be more yeah. depressed. Significantly depressed. Yeah. One of them is like, ooh, ooh shit. But the other one is also like uh It's like, ah, well at least okay. Uh uh, yeah, my we name have is... one more. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Sam Vanigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. Uh, and this is our spooky episode. Ooh, our spooky episode. Halloween. I know Halloween's in like five days, but uh, spook, spooky. Spook week. Spook, the spookiest week. It was a monster mash. Have you ever thought about that song? And the fact that the monster mash is unknowable to us because that song is about someone doing the monster mash and it it itself is not the monster mash what does the monster mash sound like i thought it was a day or i thought it was a party yeah but what but is there a specific song that the monster mash entails is it a specific dance they listen to wop all day long before it was even released <laughs> All right. Well, I I was doing a different bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. We were just, you know, sometimes we're like this. Sometimes, sometimes we're like this. We're on different mountains. Different, different mountains, different places. Uh, speaking of different mountains, 
The ba- the Babadook. The Babadook. Jennifer Kent's The Babadook. 2014. Twenty fourteen. Spooky time. Uh I have to have a preamble. Sam, like two weeks ago, a week ago, Sam was like, yo, spooky season. It's here. Like we two, should like, do it. Yeah. And originally I was like, yo, let's do the Blair Witch, in my opinion, a perfect horror movie. But then why didn't why didn't we do that one? But then I was talking to to a friend of the show, Justin Justin Jones. And Lupita Mendez Jones. And uh, I was like, yeah, I was thinking Blair Witch Project. What are movies that Sam would like? And Justin instinctively was like, The Babadook. And I was okay. like, ooh, yeah, Sam would like The Babadook. So I changed it up to The Babadook. Because I think Sam would actually like this movie. So Sam, what'd you think? I thought this movie was garbage. <laughs> well, next year, hopefully you like the Blair Witch Project. Uh, I I get the instinct of of you and Justin both thinking that I would like this film, but it would help if the film was like good uh, and wasn't uh, just and wasn't filled with just horrible messages. Um, Ooh. The ooh, baby. Uh and also the Babadook doing jazz hands is like the funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Scared me. <laughs> it's so stupid. He just floats towards you and then just does jazz hands. And so you're you saying if you saw that in our real world life, you wouldn't be I would be scared because a weird demon man was in my house. But then he does jazz hands? It's just so... It's so ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, also, this movie tries to... Also, uh, my other my other bit about this movie is that it's... It's, uh, the, it's Home Alone, but bad. At the end, at least. Home Alone. It's been a minute since I've seen Home Alone. Have you watched Home yeah. Alone recently? No, no, I haven't. Mm. I remember liking Christmas. it. That's a good Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, but we usually spend December catching up on all the big oh, shows yeah. that we talked about, so we won't really be able to watch it. Who knows? Who Our knows? drunk episode, Home Alone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. What what do you think of of the Baba the Baba Duck? I think this movie slaps. I think okay. this movie is incredible. I think especially when it came out, this was in the height of the bad Paranormal Activity sequels. This was Ouija. This was Annabelle. These were the movies that were coming out at that time, uh-huh. and horror was like, oh, I guess horror's done for. It had its romp in the 70s and 80s, but GG's. Then this movie comes out. And and I'm like, whoa-wee. Then Ari Aster's coming in. And then just, you know, now horror. And Jordan Peele, now horror's back, baby. Uh, but, yeah, with that, knowing that, it, it I was expecting this movie to be heart, hot garbage. And uh, I rented it. 
on something. I don't know. And then I watched it and I fell in love with it instinctively or instinctively immediately. It was, it was everything that I loved about horror movies. Okay. And with this last watch, I really, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I will say there was a part towards the beginning, not quite like the ending of the beginning and the beginning of the middle, if that makes sense. Sure. Storytelling wise. Uh, it felt a little slow, maybe because I knew what was going to happen, or it's, a, or it's a very slow film, Andrew. <laughs> or maybe Sam will tell me why. Technically, it felt like it, it felt, felt like it was way. four hours. It was felt four hours long, uh, uh, and it was driving me crazy. But I still had a blast. I still loved it. I still shed a tear at the end. Uh, yeah, no, I love this movie. Okay, uh, great. Where do you where do you want to start with this one? Well, the hop into that cast. Or, sure. This very small uh, cast. Yeah, very very small. Uh, do we want to talk about anybody other than the main folks? Or I mean, everyone. In my opinion, I think everyone does a good job. Yeah, everyone's fine. Yeah, I have no issues with anything. I just don't think anyone's great. Yeah, let's hop, let's hop up to those two. Great. Uh, so the kid playing Samuel, uh, Noah Wiseman, and the mom, uh, uh, Essie Davis, Amelia, uh, Essie Davis. Yes. What do you What do you think of our our leading crew? Uh, they're they're fine. Again, I didn't really love the performances, mm-hmm. but I have nothing. Like against them, like I was just like, "Yep, yeah, that's a that's a performance in a in a film that got me through it." I didn't hate it. I didn't. I don't really have a, the my the least of my problems with this film are the acting. Mm. Uh, like I thought, I thought they did a, a good job of being a mom and a and a son. Good good job, well, folks. What's the son's name? In real life, or in, in real life. Noah Wiseman. Noah Wiseman, I love this kid so much. Just this rambunctious <clears throat> Batman-esque kid running around with gadgets. Um, I home, re- al- home alone, but bad. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I loved how sweet. I just wanted to pinch his cheeks. Sometimes I did want to punch him in the chest, but most of the time I went to pinch his cheeks. Um, yeah, I loved him. And Essie Davis, I think, like, this was one of the great performances of last decade. Like, I thought she is incredible as this mother who has tried, tr- who has tried her best and her best is failing miserably. Um, yeah, she's very sympathetic. Um, and I think her performance is very nuanced as well. Miss Miss Davis. Sorry, I wanted to look something up before before we get into into some other shit. Uh, the writer director, uh, Jennifer Kent. Jennifer Kent. She made a movie recently, and I really want to see it. And I, what is it called? Um, 
The Woodsman? That's not it. That's a pedophile movie. The Nightingale? The Nightingale. Yes. Yeah. Really want to watch it. What? Uh, actually, you've, you've gone first. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, how, where time. are you at? Writing, <clears throat> writing, directing. Writing. Where are you at with that one? I think this is a very. I think it's a very tight script. I think it is a great, in my opinion, I think it's a great metaphor for grief, um, and just what to do when you're that low. Or not even what to do, just seeing how other people react when they're that low. Um, Lock it in the basement and feed it worms. <laughs> um, spoiler alert. Spoiler it's alert. The best, for, it's the best ooh. way to deal with grief. Someone died? Lock, it in, lock them in the basement feed them worms. I mean, if you want to take it literally. <laughs> I know you're not taking it literally. But... <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think the direction, I think there's so many inspired shots in this movie. I think the minimalist of the horror really works. I understand that 80% of people who watch the movie think the Babadook is the funniest looking thing in the world and is not so intimidated goofy. by it's it so, at all. It's so It's so goofy. But she did it for the 20% of us. She did it for us. It's the goofiest shit I've who, seen in a long time. Who would find that terrified. And I did. Um, Jazz hands. It's so creepy, so man. It's, it's such stupid. a creepy looking thing. Also, gay icon. Yeah. Hear it up. Oh, Ooh. hell yeah. Hell um, yeah. Bob, the Babadook the Baba said gay rights. Yeah, love it. <laughs> I'll haunt you. But equality for all. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, sure. I'll scare you. I'll scare the life out of you. But but don't you ever say trans women aren't women? <laughs> yes, trans piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> now, now I'm about to jump into your to your mouth so I can like possess you. But. <laughs> You're voting. Hold on. You're Hold voting. on. It's 2020 and you're voting for Trump? Are Wait, you serious whoa, whoa, whoa. right now? Pause, pause, pause. Turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. <laughs> Are you serious, Are you serious? right now? Are you serious right now? They um, like want to get rid of gay marriage. Are you serious right now? Ridiculous. But I, yeah, I think the direction in this is great. What, what, what says you? I also really like the direction. For the most part, uh, I was really I was a big fan of of that. The not I don't want to say surrealist, but that that stylistic choices that that were being made sort of early on in the film mm-hmm. that carried on throughout for for a lot of it. There was a lot of really cool stuff that I think eventually starts falling apart. But for let's say seventy five percent of this movie. I was like a big fan of it. Like I was like, "Ooh, this is cool. I like the way you're doing this. I like the way you're shooting this. I like the way you're um, you know, transitioning and and using the blanket and like when she falls into her bed and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. It, it looks really cool." I was like, "This is really interesting." Uh and it gave me a lot of hope at the beginning of this movie. 
Um, and that's and for a good ch- for about half of this movie, I was kind of okay with it being as slow as I felt it because I did feel like it was four hours long, even though it's like a not even two hours. I yeah, think. It's, it's quick hour and a half. Yeah, um, but it just felt so long. But I was okay with it because it was interesting to watch, and I was enjoying that for a good amount of time. But it just kept dragging on, and I was just like, just get to the the thing just get to the point and uh when it finally does that's when it sort of for me starts falling apart the last like interesting thing i think they do is like when she's like possessed and like suddenly she'll like like they'll like cut between two shots really quickly Mm -hmm. of the same angle but just she's in a slightly different position so it looks like she's like juddering around as she moves i thought that looked fucking great but everything, like a lot of the stuff with the Babadook, I just thought was was bad. Uh, and why is why is Jack White haunting this this poor lady? See, I I I, I can't lie. You you annoyed me with with these Babadook digs, but that was a good one. That thank was you, that was you. that was a good one. I cannot. <laughs> that was good. It's the same hat. It's the same face. <laughs> um can i ask you a question go right ahead please is this the is this your super secret question yeah the yeah let's just let's just take it out right now let's uh, go, baby. what is the difference between this and hereditary uh good 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 filmmaking <laughs> besides um, that like why why movie. is it good and this is it uh for hereditary it. I haven't seen Hereditary in a while, so forgive mm-hmm. me. Uh, I should watch that this week. Actually, it's a good film. It's on my list on on Netflix. I see it like every day mm-hmm. when I open up Netflix, and I just I'm just like, yeah, I'll watch that again. But now it's like Spooky Week. I should watch it during Spooky Week. It's a good. It's a good one. Um. Uh. So for Hereditary, for me, a Tony Collette. Just her performance is is, uh, like heads and shoulders above most performances I've seen in the past ten years. Um, uh, and there is like Hereditary doesn't. It has a deeper message of guilt and 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 cyclical abuse and all that sort of stuff, but it isn't like trying to shove it down your throat and it isn't uh, in the process uh, sort of, sort of putting out these like really bad messages in my opinion. Like most of this film, nothing's really happening. You just see like an abusive mother and a child who both clearly need to go to therapy the entire time. And then the solution that it gives is just like, eh, just learn to live with it. Instead of, no, go seek professional help for your child who clearly isn't dealing with this well and has some kind of learning disability. And you, who have been acting like a horribly abusive parent. Uh, and not just because of the ba- the Babadook. Like, even before that, like mm-hmm. you are a shitty parent. And you both need therapy very badly. Um. 
And that's what that's what I was just looking at. I wanted to see if therapy was like crazy expensive in Australia. And it is it is money. It's like 60 to 150 bucks a week or a session, which is money. That is money that you that not everyone has. But if your child is acting the way that this child is in this film, that is money that you should be trying to like do like you should be trying to do that for your child who very very clearly needs it at the start of this movie Mm -hmm. before any of this other bullshit before anything else happens they need therapy so so bad and so do the people in hereditary but hereditary isn't like the it's not concerned about it it's not concerned it's not yeah it's not concerning in the way that this is where it's like no this kid is like going to be scarred and and is now in this cycle of abuse that that hereditary doesn't put that put their characters in it's clear that 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 tony collette in hereditary is trying to break out of that cycle of abuse that she was in because of her mother um that comes out as as stress and everything escalates it comes out and she yells, I am your mother. There's that whole, like that amazing scene where she like breaks on Alex Wolf. Um, and, but this movie is, doesn't do that. It's just from the get go. They both need it so bad. And it would just solve all their problems immediately. No, there's a ghost. There's a ghost book after them. <laughs> there is a ghost book after them. Apparently. That does jazz hands to scare people. Scare me. (laughs) Totally, totally fucking normal. Unless you have a, you have a seven year old child who pulls a rope over some stairs and, and catapults a baseball into your head, which was also so fucking ridiculous. Um, Like at the beginning, I was like, okay, this is clearly setting up something that they're going to do at the end. Uh, cause why the fuck would we spend this long with this weird catapult backpack just for him to do it? And it hits her like square on the forehead and she goes like, argh, argh, for like way too long. Uh, and then how does a, how does a seven year old child know how to tie all those knots? See, I'm I know, just, I know, just... I know that's not like a reason why you dig the no. movie. That's a cinema sins line. That's if a I cinema ever sins one, but it is just—it's a question that I have because when it cut, like when she got knocked out, I was like, okay, and then it cut, and then it opened back up, and she was all tied up. I was like, did he call someone? Like, what happened? <laughs> hey, yo, Ricky, <laughs> you still can tie those knots? I you need still you, like to tie those knots. I like right now, my guy. <laughs> I need to tie up my mom in my basement real quick. Ah, uh, you know. She's just possessed. She's possessed by this demon that that's the grief of of our of my dead dad. Uh that's like, you know, been haunting us my entire life and blah blah blah. Whatever. Can you just come over here and tie her up real quick so that I can hug her? Is that what he does? I can't even remember. Um uh, yeah, I just a lot of this film I just felt was was like I don't know. It, it's it, it just really, really didn't work for me, especially when it got to the ending, and all their problems are solved because they lock the demon in the basement and feed it worms. 
like, yeah, it's fine. Just learn to live with it. Which like is fair. If you're, if you're doing a story about grief, you do have to learn to live with it. But also you and your child need therapy so badly. Please go to therapy. I, so do you think you would have liked this movie a little bit more if therapy was just, if it ended like, oh, remember, we're going to see Dr. John next Honestly, week. Honestly, yeah. If the, instead, of, instead of having that scene with the two social workers in their house, if there was a scene of them at therapy, I would have, I, I, I still wouldn't have loved this movie, but I would have been like, okay, at least you got to the right place where you're dealing with like this intense amount of guilt and, and grief over this incident that you can't just put in the basement and, and sort of only think about sometimes. Mm-hmm. And also the line of like, can I see it today? And the mom is like, no, you have to wait until you're older is like, well, he's a seven year old kid. He's old enough to understand that he doesn't have a dad and why he doesn't have a dad and how that's affecting him. Even if he can't put it into words, it's clearly affecting him. There's that whole scene at the other kid's birthday party where she's like, you don't have a dad. You don't have a dad. You don't have a dad. And he freaks out about it because it's like, yeah, he understands it. It's different and it's weird and it's not great. Like he, he feels bad about it. I'm sure somewhere in that kid's mind, he feels a sort of guilt because he's alive and his dad isn't. His dad died to bring him into the world. That's a that's a horrible feeling to have as a seven year old child who is also like they can't a seven year old kid can't put it into words, but can understand and see that their parent, their single parent is incredibly stressed, is not handling things well. Even if you you can't be like, hey, mom, you should go go see someone. You you do what you can and you say, I love you and I'll protect you. Because that's the stuff you understand as a seven-year-old kid. Right? Like, it, it, it's it's just messy. I found this movie just just messy in, in, in its messaging of, like, should this kid know, should this kid deal with it or not? And should they get help or not? And the answer was, the kid shouldn't deal with it and they shouldn't get help. Which I, I just very much disagree with. Does any of that make sense? I no, that all made really no, no, that all made sense. I just I don't think that that's the message. It's think, not, but it, it, it's it's it is a an consequence interpretation. Of, it I think it's a consequence of the message of the movie, of the way this movie is going about going through its message. Mm. It is a consequence of that in in a modern world. I think if this movie had come out in like sometime in the nineties, brilliant, amazing, ten out of ten. Much like the other movie we were just talking about, Trials of oh, Chicago yeah. Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it had come, out, if it had come, out, if this movie come out like ninety six, ninety seven, ooh, amazing! A, a new generation of horror films. But it came out in 2014, 2015? 2014, yeah, twenty fourteen. When it's like, eh. I, I, everything that you said, I, I more or less agree with. I just, huh, I don't know how to phrase it. I just, I think that moment where she does go down and the Babadook 
uh, with the bull worms. And the Babadook yeah. comes up and scares her. And she's like doing the Neo from the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Um, also very funny. Made me laugh. I just, I feel like that that is the film going, oh, no, 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 no. Things will never be like perfect, but we can always try our best. We can all think this will always be here, no matter what. And that moment with, uh, with, uh, Essie Davis and her son, and he's like, can I go down and see? She's like, no, not yet. I just feel like that's more of a, this is, you know, you know that your father passed away taking me to the hospital to deliver you. Everything else that like that is too much to put on a seven year old. Maybe when you're ten and you can, but that there's a lot of layers, and I feel like that is the that's my but the kid. Reading al- of but that. my issue with that reading is the kid already knows he he blatantly mentions it multiple times. Yeah, he's already very acutely aware of that situation, as much as a seven year old kid mm-hmm. could be. But he knows. Like he says it. He says it to the random lady in the supermarket, and he says it to the social workers at the end. It's like he he knows what's up. He knows that that that's what that is, right? Ooh. Like it's not like she's sh- protecting him from it or anything. It's not like oh, you're too young to understand. Because I also think that's a bullshit way of going of 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 um, treating children. If they know about it, fucking tell them about it. Don't hide it from them. I but that's I feel like there's I don't know how I'm trying to and figure I, out how to phrase it. What were you saying? That's totally fair. I, I and I think if if they wanted to to have the message of to to the kid, this is an unknowable demon, right? Mm-hmm. This Baba Duke is just this the scary thing in the closet. And the mom is the only one, who, like, the, if the kid didn't know that his dad died in that car crash, mm-hmm. to, like, specifically the car crash to go to the hospital to deliver him, if he just knew that his dad had died, I think it's very different. Because then the mom is saying, I'll tell you when you're older, because I want you to be a kid for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Which I think is fair. But the movie... Like we know, we know that information because the son says it, yes, and not because the mom says it, yes. It's not like, like it was on a newspaper and the camera panned yeah. over it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the son is the one who tells us that information in the movie, and so I think the the I think the if if the son already knows how his dad died, I think the stronger way to end it is to have him go down to the basement with her mm-hmm. with the, with the bowl of worms because, because they're both dealing with it at that point. Yes. Instead of, Oh, I'm the mom and I'll deal with it. And you'll just sort of deal with it when you're older, which is not good when he already knows. Do you know what I mean? No, I completely get what you mean. And I, yeah, like, yeah, no, no, no. I totally get what you mean. Cause, cause if it's, if it's just cause, cause then you have the, the, what I think again, is a, is a bit more interesting of the mom is dealing with this incredible guilt and grief of this event that happened. And the son doesn't really know what it is. 
And that is how it manifests into this unknowable Babadook demon thing is, you know, if you want to get into weird lore, like bullshit lore stuff that doesn't matter, the Babadook is is the son's, like, creation, right? Yeah. And so if the son doesn't know how his dad died in the specific circumstance, he can know that he died, that his dad died in a car crash, but not the car crash that they went to the hospital to, you know, deliver him. Mm-hmm. Then the Babadook becomes a bit more of a, in my opinion, a stronger demon and a stronger character because it, the son doesn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Just knows that there is this thing that is hanging over this family. There is this thing that keeps coming back. No matter what, you can't get rid of it. It's always going to be there. And it's always affecting the mom. And and he doesn't know it until the end when it when then you understand that the mom is trying to protect the kid by being like, I'll tell you exactly the situation when you're older. So yeah. I get that. I just feel like that would just be so many things for the movie to juggle. And I don't think the movie doesn't have to jog, the the movie doesn't have to do much. It just has to not have the kid know exactly how his dad died. I just think that, and then you can make the same movie except for that one line, and you got it. Like you got the same shit. It's it's a very small change that I think makes this movie a lot better. I I just or feel- or maybe not maybe not. I don't think better is the right word. I think makes the the message stronger. I just, I feel like the, but the message in this film is how can uh, Essie Davis be a better mother? How can she, and that's something with inside herself, something not to be too, I don't, what's, I don't, hippie about it, but like (laughs) maybe even in ways that we as people just can't put into words, but her, you know, almost growing up in a weird way, in a real weird way, uh, and trying to, you know, figure out what to do with her life and also this other little life right right beside her. It's this, and I wonder if uh, Jennifer Kent wrote this after, if she was pregnant, if she had a child, if she had emotions within herself after having a kid. I'll never know those emotions, but yeah, uh, I just feel like that is what uh, Miss Kent was, is, was her main focus was to tell this story of this woman. And I feel like it, it, it is, and I understand what you mean with having uh, the sun go down in the basement, but I feel like in Jennifer Kent's mind, it's more like Essie Davis is more selfless. Is more like I don't want you to see this. You know exactly it's what you're saying. You do know what happened. I wanna, I wanna protect you from the absolute crushing reality of your father died trying to deliver you. You know what happened. I'm not telling you a lie. This is the truth. But let me deal with the grief and let you play with magic. That's that's very fair. I just think that that it gets a little muddy because 
because she says maybe when you're older or whatever that line is like because because of that specific line it it, it doesn't work for me i get because then it see it then it seems like like it's not so much a protect it's a protection thing but in in the worst way of like not giving your your child autonomy over their own emotions all right i i I over over his own grief right like Mm -hmm. he's grieving in his own way yeah of being this seven-year-old kid who who's never had a dad um and and so yeah saying it's just the it's just that she says when you're older Mm -hmm. you can go down if it's like oh no like i want to i you know i want to do it today because it's only been what three, four days since two weeks. went down. Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Or actually, no. I think it's it was one week because it's he was like off cra- of school for one week. Then the social workers yeah. come back the next week. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been like a week. So I, I just think that it's like, I don't know. I get. If that. it had just been like, if it if the line had just been not today, totally fine, totally fair. Now, but Sam. Maybe when you're older is is where it, it's like, well, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I when I first met you, you were like horror movies are not for me. Not I at still all. I still say horror movies are not for me. Well, you just took away my question. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, you're good. Um, no, we can let's talk about this. I like what, this question. What I like is this. What with you know you seen Hereditary, loving it, Midsummer, yes. loving it, uh, yeah. Get Out, and and even seen you know an iconic horror film like Halloween or a newer yeah. movie like this. What is your opinion on horror movies now? Are you more opposed, less opposed? What, what are your I, thoughts? Um, I I. I'm. I think I'm. I'm less opposed to the to the idea of a horror movie mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um. My my thing that uh, I've I've actually thought about this a little bit not too long ago. I started thinking about this. Um. The thing that I think I really like about Hereditary and Midsummer and Get Out and The Lighthouse and and uh, what was that one with uh. Uh, they they come at night. Yeah, with Joel Edgerton, they come. Yeah, at night. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I really like that movie. Um, um, I I think the thing that I that I've I've I really like about them is is the same sort of reason I really like sci fi. Mm-hmm. Is it takes like one thing, one aspect of like human ideas or or emotions or whatever, and turns it into something really tangible and really there and uses this, you know, whatever medium it is, if we're talking about movies, this like, you know, two hour format to, to explore this one thing really a lot, which sci-fi does in the best sci-fi does really, really well. The arrivals, the, you know, the ex machinas, eternal sunshine, it's the eternal sunshines, etc. Um, and I think horror, good, good modern horror is doing the same thing. Hereditary midsummer get out, all this sort of stuff is doing the same sort of thing. Um, but doing it like now 
not doing it in you know a thousand years when we're in space and have Ooh, robots and, yeah and you know <clears throat> all this stuff which is which is i i really enjoy is like a different sort of context have you seen um, children of men no it's on my it's on my list yeah. of things to watch um so so i think that's what i really like about horror the thing that i don't i didn't like about like halloween and this is that sometimes they can sort of like shove their messages down your throat in a way that I really don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like when movies and stories and people treat me like I'm an intelligent human being mm-hmm. who can put things together and, and I'm not, you know, just some dumb idiot who's watching a movie. Yeah. Um, which I guess for Babadook, I, I don't know. I, I understand why, because it was in a time of that bad dumb horror movie thing where it was just you know schlocky bullshit uh and then this comes out and it's it's doing something different so i i don't know i still don't like the movie i'm not gonna yeah but <laughs> i was about to say is he about to do a 180 in the middle of this podcast i'm not oh <laughs> um, i was about to even though i'm in a different space i was about to <laughs> set a lever and balloons and confetti was about to drop down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so I still don't... I'm still not going to watch the, the Conjurings and the Annabelles and the paranormal activities and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'll see, a, I'll see a Roger Eggers. I'll see a Jordan Peele. I'll see a Ari Aster. I'll see a... Oh, what's her name? Nia something? Candyman? Oh, Yes. Have you seen Little Woods? Little Woods, no. That was the movie she directed before Candyman. I forget her last name. It starts with a D. Is it? Uh, hold on. Candyman. Twenty is Nia DaCosta. I thought yes. that's what it was. Uh, no, I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of her other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'll definitely go watch it. Was Tessa Thompson? Yes, Little Woods. That's and Tessa Thompson. Lily James. Hell yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, Lily J. Oh yeah. dang! I'm gonna go watch this movie. Um, uh, but oh, would you ever give Jennifer Kent uh, another shot? Probably. Maybe yeah. not the Nightingale, but whatever next. Yeah, series. probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I really liked the way I liked her shots and I liked the composition of everything. So I, I was a big fan of that. What about uh? What about I've been talking a lot during this podcast. Um, what is what is your like your relationship with horror in that same way? Like our our because you've been you've been a, a horror fan for a long time. Yeah, right? around the time when I got into horror or uh, got into just movies so like 2008 i was 12 so yeah that's 12, still 13 14 that's still like 12 years ago yeah um oh. so you've been a so you've been a horror fan for quite a long time uh wh- mm. what is your sort of relationship with with this modern horror and classic horror and well what 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 
what excites you the most? What what are you upset about? I want to know all the, all your all, thoughts. All on, my on, thoughts. All your thoughts on the horror. Well, I think genre. right now, I think yeah, 2014 around that time, I think horror was dead. It was. I think it was movies that we've been listing this entire time around this time. Babadook, Get Out, yada, yada, yada. That really changed that. And also, The Conjuring. Uh, because The Conjuring does what schlocky horror movies have tried to do. They tell a compelling story, and they also have the dumb jump scares. But they know you know that there's jump scares. So a lot of it is just fun. It's, it's Is that the is the conjuring the one with the weird Darth Maul demon? No, that's Insidious. Okay. Yo, I wasn't sure. I'm not a big fan of the first Insidious, but the second Insidious slaps. I <laughs> I feel I like I know you would love the second Insidious, but I don't want to go through the first Insidious, nor do I think you would even kind of have any enjoyment with the first Insidious. <laughs> and you need to watch that Insidious to get Insidious too. So I'm just okay. between a rock and a hard place. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a lot with James Wan, what he's done, uh, is that I want to talk about this one. I don't think Duke does this, but I think a lot of good modern horror movies are kind of like Marvel movies. Like, yeah, at, at its best, it can be a Black Panther and say something. But at yeah. its worst, it can be an Ant-Man and say nothing, and you still have fun. And you still okay. have a lot of fun. Um, even saying that, there's still, like, Truth or Dare or Annabelle's. Like, there's still the bad ones. What was the one that you really liked? Happy Death Day? Happy Death Day was cute. It was, it was, it was a good, <laughs> good time. Um, the purges. The purges are a perfect example. I need to. I want more people to hop on the purge train. The first one is a self serious, dumb, trying to think, thinking it's smarter than it actually is. Like it's sure. really, really not good. Second, third, and I believe fourth. Ugh. Like they know they're dumb. They know they're stupid, and yet they don't care. They're dumb and stupid and still say something that's pretty politically uh, uh, relevant. Oh, ooh, those purges. But anyway, I'm getting lost. I'm getting <laughs> lost. Yeah, I feel like horror now is, is definitely getting better and being better. I think it's also because horror movies are is one of the few genres that can be made for dirt cheap. Yeah, it's so be... it's so cheap, dude. Yeah. Invisible Man is whole is like I mean it's not the greatest film, but the scary parts is literally an empty room. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. You just shoot. You just pan over to an empty room. I mean, that's brilliant. That's so that's so good. Hopefully, if you get this bit of information in a year, and I can tell you, blow your mind again. But Blair Witch Project, uh, what they did is that they rented or they bought video cameras from Circuit City. And yeah. they went, just like went to the woods and yeah, started running around, right? Shot the movie, went back, returned the cameras, got yeah. their money back. And the movie cost like, 
I think like seven thousand dollars to make it. Something stupid. I'll look it up right now. Um, and it. I think, how was the? Uh, how was the like weird remake? Oh, that movie was was the inside of my anus. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was awful. Uh oh! Wow. Uh, sixty thousand dollars. Oh, C sixty. Yeah, I guess it made. Yeah. It made $250 million. I still think, to this day, it's the highest grossing movie in terms of, like, what it cost to make and what it got back. I still think it is the highest grossing movie. That would make sense. Um... And yeah, I feel like shot. Okay, sorry. Shot on an original budget of thirty-five to sixty thousand dollars, the film had a final cost of two hundred to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars after post-production edits. So, still less than a million dollars. Yeah. At 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 most, it cost three quarters of a million dollars, and it made almost two hundred and fifty million. Yeah, just give your actors a few few dollars hire a really good editor then you're golden yeah um yeah make sure your actors can eat uh yeah but yeah it's what i feel like that's where horror movies have evolved now where so many people have a camera so many people can make movies you can make a really good effective horror film and I feel like now with the major studios, they see these fan films, these these things on YouTube and whatever you have. Then they can go, "Hey, Ari Aster, we love something strange about the Johnsons. Want to make want to make a movie? Want to yeah. do this? Want to do that?" Uh, so yeah, no, I I hope it doesn't go away anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, these new horror movies are are awesome. But yeah, when yeah when I was twelve. Paranormal Activity, the first three are good, and everything else was just either the Saw sequels or Friday the 13th, the remake, Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake, Hostel, uh, Saw ripoff. Yeah, so it was... It was banana, 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 da-da-da, da-da-da, yeah! That was supposed to come out this year. Chris Rock's... Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there was a period of time where horror movies were donezo. But now we're we're golden. Um, Yeah. I I also think, like, like right now, horror is, is such a weirdly defined genre... Because, like, The Lighthouse was, like, billed as, like, a horror film. Yes, yeah. And it's like, what? Are, what? Are you sure? Yeah, it's that. I think it's I think it's sort of just, like, we don't know what else to call this. <laughs> it doesn't nicely fit into anything else, so... Mm-hmm. Horror? Yeah. Like, Midsummer is, is also, I don't really think, a horror film. I know you don't like... I know you flip-flopped and you don't like it anymore, but... <laughs> It's not. It's not. It's not really a horror movie. No, it was. There was something it, when you said it comes at night. I was like, well, I would say it's more of a drama. But if you said it's a horror movie, you're not wrong. It's. But it like if you look on Amazon, I think it's under horror. Yeah. Like same with like the witch and, and stuff. Like there's such. There's just like 
I think horror for a lot of directors, and I love it, has become the place of weird drama. Mm-hmm. Yes, very and much I'm, so. And I'm, I'm very into that. Sam, you just cracked it. That's that's horror right there. All yeah. 80, 90 years of it. It is uh, <laughs> it is just weird dramas. I mean, even yeah. with like George Romero making Night of the Living Dead and having it starred by a black man. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it is weird to know that if Blockbuster still existed, that Saw, Midsummer, Silence of the Lambs, and it comes at night would all be in the same section. Yep. 100%. They would all, they and happy all death sh- day. <laughs> yeah. And, and probably like ready or not. Yeah. Like, and it would just be like, what is happening right now? Ready yeah, or it's not. Do you remember that? Good I, Lord. I, you I, said yeah. it. And I was like, is that truth or dare? He's talking about truth or no. dare. No, I'm talking about Ready or Not. Good Lord. We were not a fan of that film. Were we not? But I thought we thought it was like fine. I haven't li- I haven't I don't listen to our episodes after I record I mm. edit them. So I honestly can't remember. Yeah. I'll see if wait, I'll see what I put it on as my letterbox. So I would have I would have put it on there. I don't remember that's so long ago. A single thing about that movie. I remember <laughs> a Victorian house, and the lead actress looked like Margot Robbie, but she wasn't. Yeah, it's a uh, Sam something. Sam Samara Weaving. Hugo Weaving's daughter. She doesn't look like Hugo Weaving, doesn't she? Uh, she's Australian, so I don't think so. Ooh. Uh, I logged it. I rated it three stars, so I didn't hate it. But I didn't love it. What a fine, fine movie. Just... Yeah. Spoiler alert for that, potentially. Do they all die at the end, except her? They all explode? Uh, Like a lot... Like, I think all of them... Yeah, I think pretty much all of them die. And the guy from the OC is, like, the good guy? Yeah. Adam Brody? Yeah. He's like the good guy, but then sometimes he's not the good guy. I remember yeah. having a fight. Andy <laughs> McDowell is in this movie. Andy McDowell. <laughs> <sighs> um, God, I, I forgot that Andy McDowell is in this movie. Who does she play? Oh, she's there. She's, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a She's film. the mom. Weird movie. She's, she's the, the mom. mom, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw. I remember. I was like, "Yeah, she's still old, but she still got it. She do, do still got it. She still got it." Um, have you have you watched either of these? As, sorry, do you have anything else you want to talk about with the Babadook before we sort of get into our big wrap up stuff? Uh, I love the film. I suggest you watch it. I think it's a great horror film. Uh, yeah, that's all Andrew Thomas has to say. Cool. Have you watched either of these uh, haunting at at Big Mansion I, series on Netflix? Like literally three months ago, I watched Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, and but I haven't gonna, seen the new one. Okay, I also haven't. I've heard really mixed things about the first season, but I've heard nothing but good things about the second season. So mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's up. 
Is the first season? Do you think I would like the first season? Oddly enough, I think you would. I think you would okay. really like it. This is why I would say, you know, you you you're the TV boy. Just watch like the yeah. first two episodes. If it's not for you, it's not for you. There's, yeah, I just got a lot of I just got a lot of stuff that I want to watch, so I don't. Yeah, yeah. there's got one TV. great episode. Is it the one shot episode? Yes, it's the yeah. one. It, it's not just like camera work wise. Like camera work wives, obviously it's great, but like yeah, that's to me at least that's the moment in the show where you're like, oh, this isn't just a show. This is like yeah, you're doing more. This is thoughtful and, and yeah cool yeah I, I i don't know i've heard i've heard mick really mixed things about that first season so i mm. never checked it out because again i'm not super inclined to yeah. a, a horror thing um but I, I trust my boy andrew thomas so also update we have lewis pullman has not dm'd us back <laughs> lewis Lewis! Lewis! What's happening? Come on, bud. <laughs> you can't just you just blue balls like us. Do you that just, to us? You just do this to us? I've seen you post. Exactly. I've seen your stories. I saw his story I know you're on day, there. And I was like, ooh, Sam's going to be texting me soon. And he never did. I was like, never what did. is this? What is this, Louis? Louis P? At least, no matter what. At least he commented. <laughs> he did comment, and he does follow us. So that's a step in the right direction. Yes. Hopefully one day, maybe, <laughs> maybe it was turned off by us saying Top Gun. <laughs> Top Gun? Maybe that, oh, I thought you guys liked me. No, no, maybe that wasn't. Who knows? No, we do love, we love We Lewis love Pullman. you, Louie. But we like, also, be funny. But also, help us out. <laughs> but also... Free promo for you and and also us and us, but also yeah. your and your movie. It's a once in a lifetime global pandemic. We both don't have jobs. Yes, we, we <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, this is oh, something in the would. industry that we would say, "I scratch your back, you scratch mine." But also, yeah. we love you. We love you very much, but we can't meet you at like a cocktail in L.A. And, like, network with you, motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> I wish that was the end of the episode. Holy shit. That was so good. Uh, my name is Sam Bannigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. Uh, you can find the podcast all over the place at Welcome Back Pod uh, on all the different social medias. Uh, you can join Lennox Studios uh, in producing our little podcast over on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Welcome Back Pod. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a great yeah, yeah, way. Yeah. There it is. Uh, that is a great way to support the show. Uh, if you have as little as five bucks a month, uh, you get a bonus episode every month. We got to record that soon. Um, it's like the 25th right now. We got to record that before the weekend. Like Wednesday, Thursday, you want to record? Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Cool. Thursday it is. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can you can join uh, join join us over there, uh, and that's a really really wonderful way to support the show. Um, there's a lot of different benefits. You can check out patreon.com/slash/welcomebackpod. Um, 
If you don't have any money, you can also support the show by uh, like just subscribing to us on all the different platforms and following us on all the different social medias mm-hmm. uh, and like liking the podcast, reviewing the podcast, whatever, whatever the different things are in all the different places is incredibly helpful. Super duper amazing. Um, uh, it means it means the world to us. Uh, and uh, that's a that's a really, really that's the next the the first best way to help us is the Patreon. The second best way is tied for like reviewing the show and also what Andrew is going to talk about. Hey, listen. Hey, no matter, think, listen. Hey, hey, you. Yeah, you. Listen. Doesn't no matter. First of all, if you are going through harsh times, I always say it, and I'll say it again. Feel free to contact us. You are not yeah, alone. Man. You are not alone at all. But also tell your friends. <laughs> Even yeah. if it is the Baba Duke, let him out of the basement just for this one time. <laughs> Throw listen. those worms around the room. Have him listen, or her. I don't know who your Baba Duke is. Do you think uh, the Baba Duke likes the worms? Yes, unquestionably. I think that's the okay. The way he pulls back that bowl is the way I pull. <laughs> I pull my uh, Crunchwrap Supremes whenever I see that. <laughs> I go ooh. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, tell your friends. If, if you think we're, we're great, tell your friends. If you think we're suck, make fun of us. Just listen. That's all we care about. <laughs> all we care about. We get, that, we get that. We get that. Listen, no matter what. Listen to these, listen to these losers talk. Did you listen? Yeah. That, thanks. That's uh, fine. Thanks. Thanks for the view. Uh... Oh geez, um, yeah, that's that's all really great ways to support the show. Uh, also, uh, this Wednesday at twelve thirty Mountain Time, two thirty Eastern. Uh, Andrew and I—I I don't know if Andrew, Andrew, are you available on Wednesday? Are you I don't do think so. I don't think I'm able to. I will message uh, okay. Discord and then turn on right, notifications. Right. I, I don't think Jake. I don't think Jacob's asked about it. But uh, if there is a stream happening on Twitch.tv/slash JakeyBoyArts, uh, at least one of us will be there. Uh, on Wednesday uh, mm-hmm. to play Among Us with a bunch of really cool people. Uh, and also on Halloween, on Saturday, uh, I'm going to be joining the same Twitch, twitch.tv slash JakeyBoyArts uh, to do some fun Halloween stuff. I think we're going to play some Jackbox stuff, so it's just like straight goofy, goofy fun times uh, start to finish. I don't know what time that is, but I'll tweet the links out on my personal twitter and also on the, the welcome back twitter and i will be retweeting them yeah uh and andrew will be a, a supportive boy um uh i mean we did that you you already did the best bit right like you did the best bit with that lewis pullman global pandemic we both don't have jobs nah, we can like, come up with another bit <sighs> okay um I, I'm the I'm the Baba Duke and I, I go Baba Duke 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 Baba Duke 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 Baba Duke 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 Duke. <laughs> <laughs>